Hey, we're back. It's been a while, but we have a brand new episode of Cluster Fudge. And uh, also, one more thing before we start. I'm going to um, be uploading a couple of other recordings that I made uh, with uh, some improv friends of mine. We're doing a show that's called History Bluffs. And it's basically a game show. And we're going to be kind of finding out who's the one... Uh, who's lying about a historical fact and who are the people that are actually telling the truth. So in a future episode of Cluster Fudge, you'll be hearing that right here. Um, but for now, we have a typical Cluster Fudge episode with Alex, who's hey, returned, I've returned from uh, a, a variety of places, but uh, one in particular, you went to a convention recently. Yes, yes, yes. Transformers Con. Mm -hmm. They have returned. The 2020 edition was supposed to be right here in sunny Orlando, and it was canceled due to COVID. So they had 2021 show was all set up in Baltimore, Maryland. So took the road trip up there. My son, Ben, who I've mentioned before on the show, uh, big Transformers fan. He was real excited to go. So went up there, brought the wife and uh, one of my other little girls um, with us. Um, they did the zoo or something, but we went to the convention, so so that was great. Um, for the convention itself, it's my first time going to any sort of Transformers, solo Transformers convention. Um, I've been to other conventions where they have, you know, a multitude of other things. So um, it, it was cool. When I walked into the hotel, I mean... You know, I guess I'm a nerd because it was a nerd fest, but it was like a severe nerd fest. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm on the elevator and there's people holding Transformers in their hand. They're transforming them in the elevator. They're real all, you know, these are adults, you know, right. um, but ever but they were they were super excited. I was actually surprised that there weren't as many kids there as I would have thought, mm -hmm. uh, considering so many new toys and, you know, passing it on for the generations. But um they had this really cool thing that I wasn't aware of, I guess, not being in conventions. They had a uh, – because the convention really main thing was Saturday, Sunday, and this was Friday night. And I saw this guy that had a bunch of toys. I'm like, asking what was going on. He said that I guess they have these uh, people that stay in the hotel. So they had the, this big board, and they had ads about people, hey, I'm in room this, I'm in room that, here's my phone number. And this is what I have for trade, or this is what I'm looking for. So you actually text these people. Are you in your room? Yes, you go there. And they have them set up as, like, dealer rooms in their room, and they're just private people. And you can barter with them. You can buy stuff from them. You could sell your stuff to them. So I've never heard that before. So there's an off-market at the convention. Yeah, it's just people that are going to the convention, but also looking to go ahead and sell and buy and trade with just other fans um there like throughout the hotel room so it was actually like a an additional experience i didn't do that i looked at the board there was some cool stuff i would have gone a couple rooms mm -hmm. i just didn't really have the time right. um but it's something to know i guess they always do that because I, I was a virgin at this place that everybody was aware of that yeah it's a big community so um you know the guy in the elevator i was talking to he had picked up some cool stuff and i'm like oh okay he's like yeah i just got this in this guy's room okay so, um, got down to the convention and they just had one of those big, big, big banquet halls and it was just a dealer room 
And it was a very large dealer room, and just everything was Transformers. It was like a kid in a candy store. Like, I couldn't believe. So I was just taking my time going through the whole thing. Um, They did have some panels. They didn't have anybody terribly famous. So they had Bob Budiansky there. uh, But I did miss his panel. Um, But then we went to the Gary Chalk panel. And he was the voice of Optimus Primal, and he was there with, I can't remember the woman's name, but she did Black Arachnia. Oh, okay, right. Um, so they did a panel together. So, um, you know, they were very and th- cool. they're the original Beast Wars? Original, or they're, original. They're not the Kingdom New People. Correct. Okay. And bringing that up, so Gary Chalk was saying how, oh, I guess so there's a movie coming out next year. I guess it's called Rise of the Beasts. Mm. Um, I don't know where in the continuity that sits. Right. If it's the Michael Bay films or if it's Mm -hmm. a sequel or I think it's a sequel continuation of Bumblebee possibly. Right. But, um, you know, he was talking about how he created the Optimus Primal character. Mm. And he was insulted at the fact that both in Kingdom... And for the movie, mm-hmm. not to discredit, I guess Ron Perlman is doing the voice of Optimus Primal in the movie, and he's like, right. he's a great actor, and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Um, he said that they never even called him up, mm. offered him anything, and he's like, it's my character. Right. You know, mm. I'm like, you don't do that to Cullen, and I don't know. So, um, Well, they almost did that they, to Cullen. They, tr- they, they tried with the, uh, oh, they almost did it for the original well, movie? They did, because I think it was even Spielberg that interceded. I don't think Bay wanted cullen to be optimus prime and i think spielberg being a, an executive producer said no 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 you you've got to and right. like there was so much pushback that people wanted that voice associated with uh, prime obviously they didn't have frank welker in the original transformers it was hugo, hugo weaving. weaving so bay had his idea of who he wanted so it sounds like the hugo weaving casting is very similar to the ron perlman casting where you have an established actor that people recognize the face of and he's going to be voicing your, you know, headlining character. Yeah, I mean, but to the fandom, everybody knows who Frank Walker is. To I the mean. fandom, yes, but they want to expand beyond the fandom, right? So, like, a kid who's seeing a, a major blockbuster movie who's 14 years old won't know Frank Walker by name. Sure. Probably doesn't recognize any of his voices. Sure. So, it, it's, it, it, you know, it, you're, you're on two sides of the of the equation here. But I I, I, so I totally empathize because yeah. I adore the original G1 cast. Sure, sure. So, so uh, yeah, Gary Chalk's panel was good. Like, I, I never got into Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. I know you told me that I need to start at Season 2. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. Um, but he was very engaging with the crowd and entertaining, fielded some questions, was definitely happy to be there. And it wasn't mm-hmm. just like, you know, Shatner from that SNL skit where he's just like, you guys are all dorks. Right. Like he, he was, he was into it and they, they did, they did their best to go ahead and really incorporate. They had a costume contest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had sent you a picture. This guy had a sound wave contest oh, yeah. the costume, which was ridiculous. It was mm-hmm. so on point. He ends up getting third. Really? And well, first and second were, I don't even remember who they were, but it, I mean, he, he should have won. I even wow. told him later, when I saw him trying to catch the bus because, oh. you know, I guess Astro Train left him behind. <laughs> so he had to take the bus. But, um, yeah, he even had on the front of his chest, I know you can see in the picture, um, he even had a, a laser beak inside his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. It, it was just a thing. Because it didn't set. pop open. Yeah. yeah. But, like, he could, didn't even need to do that. But, like, he had actually added that in there which, or a buzzsaw, whoever it was. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy in a really cool tracks costume. 
Okay. Um, so there were people with costumes walking around, but it wasn't huge. Right. It wasn't as much as you thought that you would see. It wasn't definitely a lot like what you've seen in, uh, what is it called? Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed the dealer room. I spent a lot of time there. Um, I saw the panels. It was a good full day. And then I went back the next day to do some more stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was funny that, uh, you know, for some time, I think I had said in this program before about Transformer Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, Transformer Land is a Transformerland.com is that's a business. the that's that's the store. Mm-hmm. It's an online store, but mm-hmm. it, it's based in Gainesville. In Gainesville, right? Yeah. And the guys were great, and it's the only company. I think the prices are very fair, if not on the cheap side. Mm-hmm. And it's the only place that I've ever found that if you are a completist mm-hmm. and you have, you know, a Metroplex or whatever, and you need a fist, you need a weapon, mm-hmm. they have this stuff. Right. They have an inventory that's out of control with like all the little parts and pieces. I knew mm-hmm. they do um, 3D rendering of some stuff. If they don't have it, they'll like make duplicates That's for you. Great. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know that they did. So anyway, getting mm-hmm. to the point was before I went to the convention, I've been meaning to go ahead and get back in touch with and be like, Hey, I'm going to this convention, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there going through the dealer room, run into them. Right oh, they there. were based they, there. They were all, no, they weren't based there. I mean, they, they, they came up, they have a, uh, a table. Did they have a table? No, there? they didn't have a table. Oh, they were just looking for stuff. They were just fans. They no were just kidding. coming as fans. Oh, yeah. How funny. So it was really cool because I wanted to partner and work with them. So I actually got to sit down and basically do like an impromptu interview with them and talk about things. Were they receptive? Very receptive. Oh, excellent. Um, Don't know exactly how and what capacity to do some business with them, but they had a lot of ideas. They're looking to expand the business. Mm -hmm. Um, We went over some ideas and thoughts, and so we're we're in talks. Okay. Um, So that was exciting. Right. And, um, you know, it it was very worthwhile to do that because i've been meaning to do it would have been awkward over the phone and here we are in baltimore just wow randomly we got to do that and um you know i thought it was very funny too uh to get my son ben prepared for this mm-hmm. i found a video on youtube of the 2019 transformers uh tf con transformer con okay so it's going through this guy took a video of the whole thing and there was this uh big enormous seven foot tall cardboard jet fire Mm. and the jet fire was holding the toy the g1 toy of jet fire okay and he had about 28 toy jet fires all even either being held or in compartments in his body okay and i'm like this is a really cool display and i couldn't imagine those things retail for like 350 yeah like complete in the box an original jet and there were like 28 of them i'm like this is a Mm. lot of inventory and Mm -hmm. money so then i'm talking to the transformer lands guys that was their display Oh, so they did have a display. No, no, no. This was in 2019. Oh, at TFCon. At TFCon in 2019. Oh, wow. So I'm talking to them at TFCon 2021, and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, that Jetfire thing, that's ours. I have it. He's like, I have it at my house. You probably didn't see it when you came to visit. And I'm like, oh, my God. That was my son Ben's favorite part, Mm. was seeing that massive Jetfire holding all the other Jetfires. Mm. So we're in talks about seeing what we can do. I mean, there's a lot of they didn't want to go ahead and risk anything with COVID. They said they had like a bunch of tables reserved for TFCom when it was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And then it took them forever to get all their money back because wow. of, of getting the cancellation. And because COVID's still a little out there, they didn't want to risk it for Baltimore. Right. So they just came as fans. But okay. I said, listen, you know, um, they're expanding. They're hiring another person. And I mm-hmm. said, maybe I'll travel to the shows and do the shows with you. Mm. 
So uh, I'm not enthused about L.A., but the next one's in L.A. in March. Mm, okay. And the one after that in October, um, so they're doing two next year. October mm-hmm. is going to be in Chicago. Then I just found out there's actually a third one that they do, mm-hmm. and I guess it's based in Canada, mm. and that's in December in Toronto. Okay. So the fandom is out there. I oh, mean, yeah. You know, for North America to have three shows over the course of a year, mm-hmm. uh, or four, I guess, if you count Baltimore, I mean, right. that's that's pretty good, so... Um, right next door to the hotel mm-hmm. was the Baltimore Convention Center, and they had a Comic-Con going on there at the exact same time, exact same weekend. Really? Yep. And okay. so the entire street was littered with people, either Transformers or comics or going back and forth or whatever. Wow. So it was just like this big street party with all sorts of people dressed up and mm-hmm. taking pictures and goofing around. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting how TFCon... Um, you had to wear a mask, but you only had to wear a mask in the dealer room. Okay. You didn't have to wear a mask anywhere else. Hmm. But at literally right next door at the convention center, you needed proof of vaccine. Interesting. To get in. Hmm. And they had a whole big scary looking tent set up. Show your vaccine card here. Like the oh, whole. Wow. Yeah. And hmm. I'm like, wow, what a, what a difference between the two places. It Well, I think what's interesting is that it is, uh, this is Maryland, right? So <clears throat> that Maryland must not require large gatherings to do that because one's doing it and one's not. Right. Right. So that's interesting. It's the so, convention that's required. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's, you know, it's, it, it's the free market at play. One can choose to be very restrictive and one could be a little more uh, liberal with their policy so to speak yeah so that's no it's interesting that they they have that wiggle room in the in feet of each other in feet of each other not just literally within, right next door it's yeah. not just comparing one city to another no that's interesting yeah so um baltimore gets a bad rap i thought it was clean i thought there was a lot of good public transportation mm. um you know i mean there's bad areas like there are in any city the news was reporting oh there's a murder over here and a murder over there but where we were at I was not afraid of anything walking around the street at night and whatever. It was very, um, very nice area. The hotel we were at was literally right next door to Camden Yards. Um, from from where the convention was, you could see actual seats of the baseball field. And okay. I heard if you were had a room on a higher floor, you could actually see into the stadium and watch a baseball game from your room in the hotel. Cool. Um, and then the Ravens Stadium was right on the other side of that as well. So everything... There was just a bunch of cool bar. Very cool city. I, hmm. I want to explore it more. Uh, I've been to Baltimore in the 1980s when my dad used to live in Washington D.C. Oh right, okay. And um, there, that that Bay Area. Yes, had, the harbor. Right, mm-hmm. the harbor. They they had like a science museum on one end, mm-hmm. and um, there's an aquarium. An aquarium I've been to, and there used to be back in the 1980s. There was a uh, basically it was a theme park. It was within one building. And it was called the power plant, mm-hmm. and they made up this um, fake backstory. It was very steampunk, where this 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 guy uh, Phineas Flag or whatever had a power plant, and there was all sorts of stuff. There were basically attractions inside the this this building, the quote power plant, that looked like a fake uh, looked like basically a, a steampunk type power plant. Where you could go on these different um, attractions. One was like uh, doing the the discoveries of this fake person, Phineas Flag, 
he discovered Pandora's box and he's going to use technology to open Pandora's box Mm -hmm. or this other stuff. Or like they had like 3d movies with, um, kind of like what you see at Muppets 3d Mm -hmm. in, uh, Disney world. But, um, with the the stuff's coming out at you and they're spraying stuff on you and you you can smell the stuff. They had all that stuff. It's no longer around as far as I know. Wow, but I remember as yeah. yeah, I was in the eighties and as I remember as a kid wanting to do that, that was my mm-hmm. that was my Disney World while I was visiting my dad. Sure. Um but like we also toured around the bay and uh, they had like a submarine there, like an actual naval submarine in the bay, and you could tour that if you wanted. Cool. The science museum, the aquarium. It was a cool area. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I had a good time with it too. So the the dealer room was neat. Um I was uh, I was going around and um, I, I found it funny. Uh, so they had a dealer room set up and it's just rows. And on the back wall was desks for like panel people so they could like take pictures or sign autographs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm there and there was um, this guy and he was selling the Power of the Primes Dinobots. Now I bought that in the past. And I got it for, I think I got all five of them for, I don't know, like 150, 160 mm-hmm. bucks. Right. So I'm looking at him, and he had prices on him. I mean, he had Snarl for $100. Mm. And that NC Grimlock, I'm sure he was in there somewhere. But then they had, like, Slag and Sludge for, like, 50 mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you have Snarl at double the price of Slag and Sludge? He's like, oh, well, he's a, he's a popular uh, character. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Grimlock's the popular character. Yes, and I'm like, why do you really have He's like, well... This was the funny part. He goes, well, the voice actor of the voice of Snarl is sitting right over there, and he could autograph it for you. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not worth $100 now. Right. If you walked over there and had him autograph it and brought it back, then maybe it's worth $100. Right. But if I buy it from you for $100 and go over there, and he says, sorry, no autographs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the people there, what I took away from it is that – when you go to a Transformers con- convention like this, the the people that are there are not just Joe off the street. Mm-hmm. They kind of know the character. They're not just like, it's not grandma looking for a toy for her grandson sure. for his birthday. Mm-hmm. These are people that are collectors that know what the value is of things. They know what mm-hmm. they're looking for and all this stuff. Right. So you can't just try to con someone and be like, this is 100 and this is fit. Yeah. I just like gave this guy this well, dirty look and I walked He's off. anticipating demand that's probably not there. Right. So speaking of that, the next day I go there, uh, Snarl's 60 and the other ones are 40. Uh, so you've mm. just marked it down, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's the thing. I guess if you go toward the end of the convention, the oh, prices yeah. start to dip, 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 Typically. dip, Typically. Uh, yeah, like the last hour of any convention is yeah. like prime time for haggling. So I wanted to do that, but I didn't have the time to do that because the convention ended at four. Mm-hmm. And right next door to the hotel, the Ravens were playing the Bengals, and that mm-hmm. game let out at four. So if you wait okay. till the end, I'm going to get stuck in traffic. So Got it. That wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I did find some find some stuff. Oh, I did want to mention the – yeah, the, the people watching was just very interesting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down to the bar. They were supposed to have, like, this after party. It was at the bar uh, uh, on the Saturday night. And they had people, like, just at the bar, like, these big tables. And they had, like, all these Transformers out there as if they were, like, playing with Transformers. And these are adults. I'm like, what is going on over here? Hmm. And it come to find out there were, like – people like from the rooms but they just brought their collections down and they were actually selling the items and i didn't oh, realize they were that. selling at the bar 
Yeah, at the bar area. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not like literally on the bar. There mm-hmm. were like tables set up but mm-hmm. next to the bar. Wow. And they had tables set up. And they would just have all their Transformers on a table. And they'd be drinking a beer. And then they were just trying to sell Transformers. And people were just talking. Wow. They had other people with like, there were different, uh, you know, card games mm-hmm. and this and that. And they were playing all these tables set up for that. I've not, kind of I've been at a bunch of conventions. I've never seen a secondary market like that at a convention. It was a pretty strong second, and I didn't even realize how strong it was or what they were doing until I just happened upon a video. I saw this guy, and he was wearing this shirt, and it was in, like, the, the Transformers lettering, and it said, like, Patriot Prime Reviews. Mm-hmm. And then I happened to be looking at a video, like, two days after the convention, and I guess he has a website, whoever this guy was. And I'm like, oh, that was the guy there, or a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then he was telling me that that's what people do in the secondary market, and he was explaining that mm-hmm. to me. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, now I get it. So Interesting. I... I figured it out after the fact cool um that's i mean to i would like to explore that culture if and when there is another one in orlando um just because this is new to me like i've seen other conventions but i haven't seen them branch off beyond the dealer room typically if you're gonna mm -hmm. buy stuff it's gonna be in the dealer room and that's it yeah, there was a decent amount, like the size of your TV right there, there was a big poster board out in front of the convention, mm. and everybody put, like, flyers on it, hmm. and had, like, come see me in this room, come see me in that room, wow. here's my number, text Dave at this number, and, I mean, yeah, you could have spent a good amount of time just going around to different people's rooms and no kidding. doing stuff. And yeah. that the, the convention has no problem with that, is that right? I mean, apparently it was a part of the culture because yeah. when I spoke to the first guy I saw there, he's like, oh, yeah, this is what you do. Like, it, it wasn't like something new. Right. He had been to others before, and this is what they do. See, what I would assume and what I've seen, the dealers that actually, they, they pay money to rent those tables. Sure. And, like, if they saw competition like that, they'd be like, but I spent a lot of money. These guys aren't spending money or, for tables. I always get, like, this pushback from dealers, especially when I try to haggle because they need to make their money back on the rent that they're paying on their tables. Sure. So for them to see something like that, at least at the conventions I've been at, you're like, no, this this shouldn't be allowed. You know, that's my assumption is what the reaction would be. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, is that a lot of these displays are like very intricate and the amount of merchandise they have is very excessive. And these guys in the rooms they got like seven, eight toys they're trying to sell. It's mm-hmm. like very small. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess they don't feel like it's a big competition. Okay. You know, because um, when they rent these tables, I mean, like they have an area as big as this room or mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. full of Transformer stuff. Right. Versus one guy that's probably got like a table full of okay. stuff. So I, I don't know. I understand your point. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not, I don't really know how it works, but it, but it was cool. It was yeah. a different, uh, different thing. I, I, one day I'm walking, I'm coming down the elevator I was wearing a T-shirt. I had an Autobot symbol on it, mm-hmm. and the elevator across opened up at the same time, and it was a lady had a Decepticon symbol on it, <laughs> and so we started fighting. Oh, nice. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, but I thought out. that was funny that we both mm-hmm. the, the doors opened and we were both there. I was at uh, Dragon Con, and I was wearing because masks were required. I was wearing uh, an Optimus Prime face mask, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I ran across this girl who was wearing um, Soundwave as her cosplay. Okay. And so, like, we, we did a picture together, and then she said, Till all are one, as I was leaving. It was very sweet. Nice. All right, so we can get to my hall. That's what they call it now, I guess. That's the lyrics. The, the lyrics. The uh, the lingo. Mm-hmm. It's like when you buy a bunch of stuff, like, this is my hall. Oh, your H-A-U-L. Yes. Whereas the vendor hall is H-A-L-L. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay. 
Um, I was going to bring the two biggest things, but I decided not to. I just okay. took pictures of them. Okay. So I I wasn't looking for this specifically, but I did get my hands on a G1 Omega Supreme. That is a find. That's that's just one. And, uh, and just the, one the motor works? So I haven't checked it out, but the guy okay. promised me the motor works. I talked to him a while. All right. It was actually really cool. I didn't know so much about Omega Supreme, but I guess, have you ever had one? I have not owned an Omega. I've just I only recently learned about the motorization from a toy review online. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's go on. They actually had another guy had one for one hundred and seventy five dollars with the box, but the box was pretty beat up. Mm-hmm. But it had all the parts and pieces. This guy had this loose. Mm-hmm. He was originally selling it for one twenty five, and mm-hmm. then I guess there's little clips on his legs on the front and back that hold the legs together. Okay. And so there's a big one, like, at the base of his leg, and then there's smaller ones, like, up on the rear of the thigh. Mm-hmm. So he pulled it off his shelf, and the two little clips on the rear of the thigh were missing. Mm. And, I mean, there's no way other than, like, you know, somebody came by and just snagged him. Oh, so he didn't realize it until taking it down. Yeah, he didn't realize it until I was looking at it that, that somebody, because he had just seen it like a little bit ago, oh my and there gosh. were so many people talking to him, and he had a, a one that you could walk through. It wasn't like a table. Mm-hmm. Somebody must have just grabbed the clips Wow. and and took them. I didn't even know what they were, and he was like right. so frustrated about Ugh. it, and he's just like, well, it's not complete now, so I'll sell it to you for 100 mm. And I'm like, wow, you're going to knock 25 bucks off the price for these two plastic clips that are literally a centimeter that mm-hmm. you don't even really need because the big ones were still there? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was even talking to the Transformer Land guy later, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's like, I think I got some 3D mm-hmm. uh, duplicates of this. I can just give them to you." Nice. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I got this thing for like a hundred bucks, and I'm nice. like, "This you is got cool. Omega Supreme for one hundred dollars." Yeah, and I'm like, you know, wow. I, I didn't want to get an Omega Supreme for a while. I didn't really care for the toy and the transforming, but then you uh-huh. know, I'm setting up my display cabinet, and here's yeah. the thing. Like, I'm a completist to it. I really right. like the story and the yeah, yeah. guardian robot. And, like, he's got to be there. Right. He's got to be represented in mm-hmm, some way. Mm-hmm. So I was debating whether or not to get that. And I know, like, they have the new one from the Siege line. Right. That thing was originally, like, 140 bucks. It's now going for 250 There mm-hmm. were, like, three, four different people selling it for 250 mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can drop yeah. 250 on that. No, I hear So you. I was very happy when I got this thing for 100 That's It's very great, nicely in my cabinet. Great deal. Um, I'm hoping the motor works. I'll check him out. Mm-hmm. And I probably never transform him, but as a display piece, he's great. He's perfect, yeah. He's great. And then my, my best find mm-hmm. was this guy. He's a part right now. Mm-hmm. But this guy is called... Zeta Toys Kronos. Mm-hmm. He's a third-party uh, mock-up of Superion. Okay. So this is what his body looks like. Whoa. This thing <laughs> is massive. Wow. I mean, it sits, I don't know how tall, two two feet tall or something okay. like that. It is the biggest combiner. So there's this company called Zeta Toys. They have made a Superion. They made a Bruticus. And they are currently working on Predaking next. Eventually, I think they're doing all the Gestalts. Is this is this designed as a Gestalt, or is it a solid one action piece action figure? No, it's a Gestalt. Oh, uh, it is. Okay. Scroll... Oh, let me. See. Yeah. Okay, so there are all the aerial so bots. All there. the aerial bots and the and the detail on them. I mean, the individual aerial bot planes are massive. Mm. And I mean, they even have like detail on them where it says like no step on the wings. Oh, cool! And all sorts of cool stuff. Um, there's some metal to them, but they're mostly plastic. I would right. have preferred if they were more metal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it was it retail. It, it sold out everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's about four hundred eighty five hundred bucks. And this guy was selling it for three hundred. Okay. Moving on with other stuff, I was very excited because uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife's finally coming out. Yes. Uh, have you seen the the ad where they have the mini um, Stay Puft Marshmallow Mans and they're like Ye- making s'mores out of them? Uh, somewhat. It's yeah, I remember creepy. just see them crawling all over some shelf and Paul Rudd's like got his jaw dropped. Right. Um, but beyond that, no, I've kind of avoided most of the trailers. I remember the original trailer where the kid's blasting his proton pack out in the middle of the, the field. Fields. Yeah. Um, but you know, I really haven't dug too deep into what it's about. So, yeah, I got a basic idea of, you know, he's he's a relation to Egon Spengler. Um, but other than that, I've been kind of not not looking for the information. Super excited about that movie. I, I did see another little clip of... Uh... Uh, Paul Rudd was like, I don't know, in some sort of department store mm. and he heard like a growl and he turns the corner and there was Zool, either, mm. Z- either Zool or, or Vince, mm-hmm. but it looked more like Zool. Hmm. Um, so it looks like they're bringing, bringing a lot of stuff cool. back. So, um, they said it's a direct sequel to one and two. Nice. So I heard Bill Murray is a, is a grumpy grump, but he has, praised that he's very excited about this coming out cool and i've also heard you know um sigourney weaver is usually very critical about a lot of things Mm -hmm. and she was excited to be part of the project and really really promoting it nice so um i'm really excited to see it like they're they're all on board good um i know everybody's back in it except for rick moranis Mm-hmm. And they wanted him in it, and he just basically said that it was just going to be a cameo, right. and he didn't want to be in it if it was just going to be a cameo that wasn't really worth his time and right. whatever. And you know, I, I think we've talked about on this show, like you know, his focus on fatherhood more than being an actor. Because he of, of has it's so. it, he's kind of in limbo right now because he's getting his his feet back in the water, a little performing bit. again. So uh, in a way, it kind of surprises me if they offer him a small role. And he's not looking for big roles. Like, why does he not want the small role? It's kind of, kind of odd. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why he turned it down. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe it was too small, or maybe it was just like this. Like, oh yeah, there's Tully. Yeah. Or maybe he just feels like it's too much of a hassle to do the filming. Yeah. And it's maybe. like, it, it's it's not essential. If it's not essential to the movie, he didn't feel like he, right. he needs to be there. I guess. So, um, I did hear that. For you Orville fans out there, that Orville season three is uh, finished. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I thought we would never see it. We would, ne- yeah, forever. I think it's been like two or more years. Yeah, since. and this is going to be on Hulu. On Hulu, okay. And I think it's coming out. They don't have a date yet, but I want to say early next year, maybe January, February, March. Something hey, like great! That. So a lot of cool stuff to go forward to. You got mm-hmm. a bunch of new Star Trek shows. I think Discovery season four is about to come out. Mm-hmm. We got Prodigy that's on the Nickelodeon. Um, Strange New Worlds is going to be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, I don't... the new um, Cobra Kai is coming out. New Cobra Kai is coming out, I think, in December. Mm-hmm. I think I heard. Yeah. Um, which is great. And then hopefully everything's moving along with a bunch of these awesome Star Wars shows that are coming out. Mm-hmm. The Andor show, I saw that there was a trailer, but I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. And then, do we have a release date for Kenobi? I don't think there's any hard release dates for Kenobi unless it's on the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that I have read has been early next year. Okay. Early next year. So it could be in a few months. Yeah. 
I've oh. heard I've heard January, February, March for all the Star Trek shows, all the Star Wars shows. They're I, trying to get rolling on. I love Ewan. I love Ewan as Kenobi. I I think if he is your central character, I think it's you. You've got ninety five percent of the 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 issues behind you. I think a hundred percent. I I mean. I'd be hard pressed to say that he was not my favorite character of mm-hmm. the prequel trilogies. Right. Um, it was great how they expanded his character, and any more of that would be great. Sure. Yeah. Um. I I know I have not watched the Mandalorian or some of the other content that's out there, but I mm-hmm. know Star Wars. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Likes to favor at times the flashbacks. So if. Well, a, li- a, a little bit. Originally, no. Like, Lucas in the original trilogy. No, no, no. Not in the original. I'm talking about the newer content. In the TV shows, you're right. Yes. Yeah, I think that's one of those devices that, since Lucas kind of put the kibosh on, mm-hmm. that uh, people since them is like, hey, we never do flashbacks. And so now they're kind of getting flashback heavy. Right. So, I mean, I think from what I understand, I mean, hopefully as... If you and McGregor's not, you know, shaving the beard too many times and then regrowing it, mm-hmm. um, we can do some some cool flashbacks to prior to Phantom Menace, maybe mm. his Padawan training. Yeah. I know that they were in talks with Liam Neeson right. to re- reprise the role of Qui-Gon, but mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Okay. But, you know, they could always figure out a way, <clears throat> have him off to the side or mm-hmm. use some dialogue that was either used or unused in the movie. Right. Um, he did loan his voice to one of the cartoons as Qui-Gon. Oh, did he? Yeah, which I can't, I think that kind of opened the door for a lot of rumors okay. for him doing future stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, and, and if he's just resigned to doing voiceovers, you could easily work in yeah. the off-screen uh, voiceover to, to a young Kenobi. And and you know, he could have been misleading all of us and said, "Oh, I'm not I'm not interested right. in that." And then all of a sudden he the pops big in. The big surprise. And yeah. you're like, "Oh my god, awesome." Right. So, yeah. Um, I thought he was great in in 1 2. I thought he was it was in the first movie too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I liked his character a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, the the we've talked about before, but I mean, episode 1 wasn't wasn't a great film all the way through, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of great characters in that movie. Yeah. Darth Maul, yeah, you know Palpatine before he turns, right? You know, and Qui Gon and Obi Wan and their yeah. relationship. I mean, there was a lot of really, really good, interesting yeah. characters. This new Rise of the Beast movie is supposed to come out in June or July. Okay, so that's the next thing on the horizon from Transformers World. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would hope that they go back to the. I enjoyed the War for Cybertron show. Um, so you weren't too keen on the Kingdom uh, season? No, I and I think it's because I didn't watch Beast Wars, so I didn't know it exactly what was going on. It probably had something to do with on. it. It had something to do with it, because I, I had seen Beast Wars. However, um, it, it, it does... I, I do understand why the current season, uh, Kingdom, can leave you a little empty, because like I didn't feel like it was a big climax and resolution... There were some homages to Beast Wars, especially uh, stuff from season two, which I highly recommend watching season two of Beast Wars. Sure. Even if you don't watch season one of Beast Wars, definitely check it out. Anyway, long story short is there are quotes and scenes in Transformers Kingdom, Cybertron, War for Cybertron, that um, that really are just nods to the original Beast Wars series. Um the, the death of, uh, well, I guess, should we spoil? Yeah, might as well. Spoiler alert. Uh, Dinobot mm-hmm. dies in the um, 
were for Cybertron. And there is a very moving death scene mm-hmm. in the Beast Wars, original Beast Wars. Okay. So, um, and honestly, this does not do it justice. Like, the original death scene in Beast Wars is... Please check out Code of Hero. If you only watch one episode okay. ever of Beast Wars, it should be Code of Hero. And then to answer all your questions following, go back and watch the rest of the show. But Code of Hero and The Agenda, which is a three-part um, series in the show, very, very big homages to um, G1 fans. But The Agenda in particular is just a great, great send-off to a, a really cool character in Dinobot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sacrifices himself in Kingdom, and he sacrifices himself in Beast Wars. And um, it is it is a little hollow in, in how he got sent off in Kingdom. But he does his, in, in the quote, afterlife, so to speak, he does uh, help the characters move on towards the resolution of the se- okay. season. Um but um, yeah, as far as Kingdom, I I really do think that my attachment to characters like Cheetor, Optimus Primal, Dinobot, they all stem from my love for them mm-hmm. from the from Beast, Beast Wars, Wars series. Yeah. If you didn't watch the original series, I could see you not caring about these characters at all. They very bare they barely develop these characters at all, and I I can, right. I could see why there's there's no consequence to liking them. So I'll go back. I'll watch Beast Wars Season 2, like you said, and then maybe revisit Kingdom so that I can kind of get the bigger picture of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I rewatched, before I watched Kingdom, I rewatched the first 12 episodes that they had released of War for Cybertron, you know, mm-hmm. the Siege and Earthrise. And I liked it a lot better on the second viewing. And one thing I did was I upped the speed mm-hmm. to, I want to say, either 1.5 or 1.25 mm-hmm. on the Netflix thing. I think you can adjust the speed of how fast you watch things. Okay. Much better. The pacing is so slow because of the talking and the walking. Mm-hmm. If you up it to 1.25, it mm. actually flows so much better. Mm-hmm. And then there's so much detail when the battle scenes are going on. So you just slow it back down to regular speed for the battle to enjoy the battles. Mm-hmm. And then pick it back up when the two characters are talking to you because it's so slow. Mm, interesting. It's like Captain Kirk talking to Captain Kirk. It, mm. It's just, yeah. But when you pick it up like that, it actually flows really well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it moves quickly. So... You know, I might try some of these other shows that I missed on its first viewing. Transformers Prime, I've heard good things about. And I think mm-hmm. there's another one, Energon or Armada. I don't know. Right. Might go back. So Transformers Prime is kind of a an adulted up version of Transformers. Okay. So it is, it is CGI, but like the, you'll see character, well, at least in the early episodes, you'll see a character die, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, animated was a little more child friendly. Sure. Uh, this is has more of a hard edge. Okay. But otherwise, you'll notice the design are very similar to animated, um, and the characters are a little similar to animated. Right. Then they have bulk, bulkheads in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's a, Prime is very much uh, uh, cut from the same cloth as animated. Okay. It's just a little harder. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So we'll check that out. And um, anyway. If anyone has any questions on any Transformer stuff, please let us know. Yeah, check out our Facebook page uh, for the podcast Cluster Fudge. And uh, thank you for listening. Um, Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be about the History Bluffs game show. And if you like that, please also comment on Facebook. Thank you.